Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Welcome to episode 145 of ADHD for Smartass Women. We are on day three of our master series, our free master series, five days to fall in love with your ADHD brain, having so much fun. And I just want to quickly remind you that my patented program, Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, is open for enrollment starting tomorrow, and we will be beginning our A-OK program on the 19th, so that is next Tuesday. You can find more information at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash A-OK, and when I say patented, I should really say that it's built off of my patented cartography program, specifically built for the ADHD brain. So today, though, I want to talk about time. We don't all struggle with time, but many of us do. Have you ever wondered why you're always late? I don't know about you, but I really struggle with time in all areas. I have no real sense of time. I am late even when I'm early. It's insane. I'm so worried about wasting time or being bored that I can be an hour early for something and still be late because there's this sense that I have to make use of every single minute. Now, I was just thinking about my live office hours for AOK. You know, I have to have my wonderful tech VA, Sandra, there waiting in the wings at all times because the one time she was on vacation, these office hours, which are supposed to be 90 minutes, we do them online, they ended up going for two hours and 15 minutes. I was so in the moment. I just lost all track of time. So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about why the ADHD brain struggles so much with time. And then next week, I think what I'm going to talk about are workarounds if we want to get better around time. But first, I want to tell you a story. So I think it was my third date with my husband. I've told this story before. 
And he had um, he had gotten tickets to, I think, the ballet, Swan Lake. He's not a ballet kind of person, so I'm not sure. Or maybe it was me. It was probably me who got the Swan Lake tickets and then dragged him. So in any case, I probably started planning, I don't know, midday, right? I still remember I went to the track at our local high school earlier that day, probably in the morning sometime, and was running track. And, you know, the whole day was kind of planning around this, you know, this event. It was our third date. I kind of liked him. And I was really excited to be going to San Francisco and to be able to dress up and all that. So anyway, (laughs) I don't know what happened to the day, but... That was really the only thing that I had on my calendar. But somehow, when I started to get ready, I realized that, oh my gosh, I was going to be really late. And I still don't know how that happened. So probably, you know, I had to be there at six maybe to get them, or maybe I had to get them at five, which is kind of early in the evening. And I realized that I was probably going to be 45 minutes late. And this was the day where there were no cell phones. And I don't know why, why I didn't call him. Maybe it was that I was just so focused on getting out of the door that I, I didn't realize how late I was going to be. And then probably once I got in the car, you know, everything takes longer and we don't, you know, we just don't put two, two and two together, right? So I am driving um, on the freeway and I realized that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 45 minutes late. And so I was like, what can I do? And I was just like, I'm just going to lie. I'm just going to say that I had to. So yes, it was me. I, I was going to say that I had to go back and pick up the tickets that I had forgot them at home. But why I wouldn't then call him and tell him I was late? Like it was such a stupid lie, right? So anyway, I am driving like a mad person. And I finally get to his apartment and he is sitting in front of the apartment. In those days, there was no Uber. There was nothing like that. There were taxi cabs. And he was literally sitting in the taxi cab and the meter had been running for 45 minutes. And I remember just feeling so terrible. And what I didn't know about my husband was how important time was to him. So he was super nice about it. You know, I lied and I told him, sorry, but I forgot the tickets at home. I didn't tell him the truth probably for, you know, another two years. And I always wondered, like, who does that, right? Like, how selfish can you be? That must be a character flaw. But most of my life has been like that. And, you know, it's like, why? I mean, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my husband is also really neurotic. It's pretty much the only thing that he really, you know, he can be kind of a pain about is travel because he is so neurotic about being early. So we've got me who's always late for everything sliding in at the ninth inning. And then we've got him who is always early for things. And, you know, I think about when we travel and I think of my friends who they're literally calling me weeks in advance talking about buying outfits and whether or not they should bring this or bring like they're planning what they're going to bring. And I am literally shopping in my closet the morning of right the morning that we need to get down to the airport and get on the plane. So I probably maybe like you had no idea that ADHD was connected to time. But 
this is the truth of it. You know, most of us with ADHD, we just don't have a practical understanding of what time even means. We don't know how many minutes or how many hours or how many days a project might take, right? A sense of time or a lack of a sense of time is one of the executive functions. Now, if you work on an assembly line, then time management, who cares, right? You just show up, you know what your shift is going to be, and you just work. So the only thing you need to be is you need to be on time for the shift, but throughout the whole shift, you don't need time management because everybody's telling you what to do, right? But for everything else, you know, unless you're on an assembly line, it's probably a good idea to have some sense of time. Like even simple things, right? Not being late in the mornings, taking a shower, drying your hair, putting on your makeup. You know, I think about, oh my gosh, Tracy, how old are you? I still couldn't really tell you how long each one of those pieces in the morning would take me until I actually sat down and really put it all together. I have another example. I'm a good cook, but I have no idea on the timing. And it's gotten worse and worse as I've gotten older. So when I'm cooking for company, I just kind of keep my head down and I just keep working as hard as I can. But I'm never sure how long any one of those pieces is actually going to take me, right? I just work. And the thing is, when I actually started timing these things that I had no idea how long they would take me, I discovered that it literally took me three times longer than I had ever expected, and sometimes even longer than that. So time, like ADHD and a lot of the things that we struggle with, is on a continuum. Some of us struggle more with time than others. And others of us struggle less or maybe not at all. Now, I know I'm terrible all around. I'm terrible at managing time. I'm terrible at being on time. I'm terrible at estimating time. I'm always underestimating it. And I'm terrible at organizing my time. My son, however, who also has ADHD, he's never late. But planning a project that's due in a week He's much worse at that than I am. I will say, I I mean, unless he's super interested in it, and I will say he's gotten so good at it since college. So that was more kind of his high school years, right? Now, I'm also rarely late professionally, but I'm usually late personally, five to 10 minutes. And I guess that's because I've really made it a value that I don't want to be seen as a flake professionally, right? But with friends... I care a little bit less. And with family, I'm really bad. Obviously, even a brand new boyfriend, like my husband was at the time, for Swan Lake, and I could not get it together. So I did some research on ADHD and time. And like everything in life, the better we can understand something, right, the more apt we are going to be to be able to do something about it to change. And for many of us, like me, time had to be learned. We have no ability, some of us, to feel that fluid shifting of time because you have to physically be able to see time and feel time, and most of us can't do either one. Beyond that, if we're really distracted, it really doesn't matter what practical strategies we put into place, right? We create a schedule. We know we have two hours to run these errands. And then shiny object. 
I don't know about you, but I'll bump into a friend and suddenly I'm sitting there grabbing lunch with them. Like that was not in the schedule. The other more distracting thing feels so much better, right? In the moment than that thing that we're supposed to do, that we've committed to do. We also have hyperfocus when we're really interested, right? And guess what hyperfocus is? Yeah, hyperfocus is actually a lack of awareness around time passing. Yep, we lose track of time. So if we're bored, five minutes can feel like five hours, but if we're interested, five hours can feel like five minutes. My poor husband, one of the things he hates to do with me is to go grocery shopping. He will literally sneak out of the house if he can get away with it. And it's that bright, shiny thing, right? Um, I see, especially at Costco, oh my gosh, it's terrible. They always have something new there, right? And it's like, we've got to try this. It's brand new. It's shiny. So we always spend more money and we take way longer than we need to take to get out of the store. So if we are together somewhere and we need to pick something up really quickly, my husband will always be like, nope, Tracy, I'll go in. I'll go get it. No worry. You just sit there. You relax. But I know what he's doing. (laughs) On top of that, we have working memory issues, right? That's another executive function challenge. We can't remember what we're supposed to do half of the time. Dr. Ari Tuckman has a great podcast on time. And what he says is that we manage time in the present, the goal being so that we can create a better future, right? We can pursue our goals, whether that's five days out, five weeks out, five months out, or five years out. But we struggle. What do we struggle on? Well, we kind of have two speeds, right? It's now or it's not now. We have what Ari calls future myopia. There's no straight line progression. So for example, if a neurotypical is going to go on a trip, let's say they're going to leave on Friday, right? And it's now Monday. Well, they probably won't be motivated on Monday to pack. They may be a little bit motivated on Tuesday, maybe more motivated on Wednesday, and really motivated on Thursday. So what they're going to do is they're going to do a little bit at a time. With ADHD, with my brain, I'm not motivated on Monday. I'm not motivated on Tuesday or Wednesday or even Thursday. I am getting motivated on Friday morning, which is when I'm shopping in my closet. Well, what happens? It makes it really difficult to plan ahead, right? If you're not motivated. So I am just scrambling to find anything. And then I get to my destination and I usually have to buy a bunch of things because I've forgotten so much. We tend to be in the moment, right? Now and not now. We don't feel the future coming until it's literally there, right up against our face. No wonder motivation is a time is a problem, right? Also, we argue with time a lot. I can do it tomorrow. It's not that important. I don't feel like it right now. I'll feel like it more tomorrow. Do you do that? Yeah, me too. Time and emotional regulation, they go hand in hand because it's our feelings about time that causes the struggle. We have problems feeling ourselves into the future. We also like to stay with things until they're done, right? Hyperfocus. We can't start, but once we start, we can't stop. So we want to keep going with it so we can finish. Now, 
I'm not talking about people who are consistently 15 minutes early or late, right? That's not a time issue. That's about beliefs. I have this belief around if you show up to someone's house for a dinner party, don't show up on time. It drives me nuts. I expect people to be 10 or 15 minutes at least late because that's usually how I'm running late, right? So if someone is late for a dinner party and it's within a half hour, I'm like, you're good. What I'm talking about here is if you start getting ready at 3 p.m. for a 7 p.m. dinner and you're still late, has that ever happened to you? I'll be all ready to go. In fact, I am early. I am literally ready to go. I've got the purse. I've got the shoes on. I'm all done. And then I'll sit down because I'm bored and I'm worried about wasting time. So I'll sit down to answer an email. And all of a sudden I look up and damn it, I am late again. And of course, I'm running out the door. Can you relate? (laughs) We prefer to live in an unconstrained flow of time where we can move from one thing to another when we feel like it. You know, I feel like that's a natural flow for my brain. It's a natural flow for our brains, but it doesn't work in this farmer-driven society we live in, right? Where everything is planned and scheduled and controlled by time. So we are waiting to feel like doing it, and we don't know when we're going to feel like doing it. We often also resist putting things on our calendar because we might not feel like doing it when we have it scheduled. Oh my gosh, this hits so close to home. I hate reoccurring appointments on my calendar. Is it reoccurring? Recurring. I think it's reoccurring appointments on my calendar. I really don't like scheduled lunches during the week either. You know, I'm working, I'm finally getting in the flow and that scheduled lunch, it completely interrupts my flow. And then I know that once I get back from that lunch, it's going to take me three hours to get back into flow, right? So I don't even usually try. Once I'm there, however, at that lunch, I am delighted to be there. But getting myself there is often torture. My brain, The ADHD brain also avoids making decisions. I can't coordinate time. Someone needs to tell me what time they're available. They need to give me two times, two options. They can't make me do it. I don't want to make that decision because I know my brain will be enjoying what it's doing, and then I have to stop, and I won't want to go. This is a problem with emotional regulation. When I go ahead and I plan that lunch, I schedule that lunch, what I need to do is I need to pause and then I need to go back into my memory and I need to remember that every time I actually go out to lunch, I may not initially want to, but once I'm there, I am so happy that I did. I've also learned how to ask for help. I know that I'm not good at this planning scheduling thing. So even if it's my turn to ask someone else, hey, do you want to you know, go out for lunch or do you want to grab dinner? I will literally ask them, can you do this if you don't mind? Can you give me two dates? Because it's not that I don't want to see you. I really do. But if left to my own devices, it could be months before we get this on the calendar. Now, When it comes to social engagements, however, this is business, what I was talking about before. When it comes to social engagements, I really prefer reoccurring events. Or we have to set it up. We have to set up our next date before I leave, or it's just not going to happen. I also think I'm probably the worst client 
like I've been going to my hairstylist for over 20 years and I'm one of these people that I never make an appointment before I leave. They must just hate me, right? I am the worst client. I'm always last minute then when I look in the mirror and my hair is a mess and I need to go somewhere and then there's this panic of, oh, could you squeeze me in? I honestly think that the only reason my stylist sees me is because my husband is such a good client. You know, and for years I've always wondered what is wrong with me? Why do I do this? So then it's a fire drill when, you know, I need an appointment. I mean, it's insanity. What I will say though is since my stylist moved back to San Francisco, my husband, Rich, and I, we get our hair cut together because it's at least an hour drive. So I don't want to go by myself. So I just let him book it. And that works beautifully. And it's probably a lot better for my hair guy too, right? So What this means is that nagging, lecturing, yelling about being on time, it really doesn't work. I have literally told my husband, just please lie to me. Lie to me that we need to be there a half an hour early. I'm not one of these people that is, you know, an hour late. I'm usually 15 or 20 minutes late, but you have no idea what it takes for me to only be 15 to 20 minutes late. So I have told my husband, if this is really important to me or to you, you need to lie to me. And when he doesn't and we're late, I just blame him. (laughs) Of course, this only works for events and appointments where he needs to be present as well, right? But usually the things that I do on my own, they're related to business. And then I just... I I just work myself up so much because I am so worried about being late that I'm really never more than five minutes late. And I try not to even be five minutes late. So anyway, we struggle with time desperately because we don't see or feel time. We are easily distracted. The bright, shiny is always going to be more appealing than what's been on the the schedule or the plan, right? We hyper-focus. When we start, we don't want to stop. We're scared to stop because we want to finish, right? We have working memory issues. We forget what we're supposed to be working on at times. Emotional regulation. I don't feel like it, and I don't know when I'm going to feel like it. So we don't like to make decisions. The thing is, though, we're consistently inconsistent, though, right? Sometimes we don't struggle at all. Look, in my areas of interest, I can usually make very quick decisions. It's the stuff that I don't really care about, like, what are we going to have for dinner? I don't know, and I don't care. I don't know what I want for dinner until I'm actually hungry for dinner. So anyway, I hope that helped you understand a little bit more around why you're late. Like, what is it in our brains that makes sure that we struggle with being on time? So what's going to happen is next week, I'm going to talk about what we can do to be better around time. I'm going to tell you what has really worked for me. I haven't mastered time at all. I I want to be very honest about that, but I have gotten so much better at it because I understand myself better. So first, we need to understand why we do what we do, right? So we just talked about that. Second, we have to know who we are in all of this. What's important to us? What we're passionate about? The neighborhood that our purpose lives in so that what we're spending our time on connects us to our intention and moves us in the right direction. Having this information is important for everyone, but for those of us with ADHD, it's imperative. 
Why? Because we have those interest-driven brains. Where we're interested is where we will naturally be more successful because of hyper-focus. And once we have that information, only then can we really build workarounds for our particular brain that moves our life forward in the right direction so that we can be more of who we really are. If you don't know what you really want, then no wonder nothing works. And that is what my Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system is all about. You can find more information at tracyoutsuga.com forward slash A-OK. As I mentioned earlier, we are starting our new six-week program on October 19th. Tuesday. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. Our goal, my goal, is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too may discover their amazing strengths. And your reviews, they really help in that regard. So thank you for taking the time to write them. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.